Hey everyone and welcome. In today's video we are going to be comparing two incredibly popular trading card games. On the one hand we've got Magic the Gathering, kind of the old guard, the original kind of genre defining trading card game, and then we've got Splinterlands, the hot new blockchain based cryptocurrency game that allows you to win prizes for playing. So we'll do a matchup, kind of a head-to-head -head comparison of these two games, and then I will share my opinion of which one I like the best. Hey everyone and welcome. This is the Part-Time Economist and in today's video I wanted to do a head-to-head -head comparison of Magic the Gathering and Splinterlands. I wanted to show you how they stack up, the different strengths of one versus the other, and then obviously show you which one I like the best. Spoiler alert, I play them both. I'm a huge fan of both, but I still think that comparisons can sometimes be interesting to help you as a beginner choose which one might be right for you. So the first question that you need to ask yourself is how do I want to play? And this is an important question because Splinterlands is completely online. Magic the Gathering, you have the option of playing online or in person. So if you're looking for a physical game, you want to own a binder full of cards that you can sit down, that you can look at, you want to play with your friends on a Friday night, kind of have that casual gaming experience, Magic is just going to be the way to go. Nothing against Splinterlands, it just doesn't have that functionality. So you want a physical in-person game? you're going to have to go with Magic the Gathering. The second thing, now that you've decided, and for the purposes of this video, I'm going to assume that you want to play online because if you want to play in person, Magic's going to be your, your way to go. You don't even need to watch the rest of the video. But let's suppose you're looking for an online game to play and you want to think, okay, how do I choose between the two of these? Well, one of the things that you might want to consider is the cost of getting started. Now, both of these games are technically free to play. However, there is a caveat to that. In my experience, I found that the online Magic the Arena has a lot more functionality from free-to-play than Splinterlands does. So with Splinterlands, it is entirely possible to get started playing for free. However, if you actually want to unlock a lot of the features with Splinterlands, you've got to make an initial $10 investment into something known as the Summoner Spellbook. So basically, this allows you to earn the rewards, it allows you to do everything like that. And again, it's $10 initial investment. After that, you can earn a lot in the game. You can earn NFTs, you can earn cryptocurrency, a variety of things, but you do have to make that initial investment. So free to play, but for all intents and purposes, if you actually want to make progress, if you kind of want it to be enjoyable, I would not financial advice, but I would recommend that initial $10. Yeah, you'll be able to play without it, but it won't really be as enjoyable. Magic the Gathering, on the other hand, completely free to get started. Now, the thing that I like about this, remember with Splinterlands, to earn those rewards, to start leveling up, you've got to make that $10 investment. With Magic the Gathering, you can get started for free, but even with that freebie version, you can start leveling up. So you see here on my main account, I'm earning gold, I'm earning XP, and the cool thing about this is that in contrast to Splinterlands, I can actually get packs simply I started a free account on Magic the Gathering, I'm earning XP, I can turn that XP around and get additional cards. With Splinterlands, if I want to earn cryptocurrency, if I want to get more cards, I've got to make that initial $10 investment. So as far as cost of getting started, Magic the Gathering has the edge here. As far as being able to progress and level up in the game for free, Magic the Gathering also has the edge here as well. That being said, let's suppose that you're willing to fork over the initial $10 investment for Splinterlands. What additional features can you get in the game? How does the, I don't know the right way to say this, how does this kind of additional cost of the game add up? Well, with Splinterlands, you have the ability to earn cryptocurrency, you have the ability to get more cards, NFTs, simply for completing quests or end of season rewards. So Splinterlands, you have, 
kind of kind of a more direct route to leveling up with Magic the Gathering. You get those experience points, you get those golds, you've got to buy packs. With Splinterlands, you have the ability to get cards directly from winning various challenges. But let's suppose you don't want to do that, you just want to kind of pay you want to get some cool cards, you want to level up, you don't want to have to sit there for hours playing and gaining experience. Again, I'm going to give the edge here to Magic, and the reason that I say this is because I get these free experience points, gold I guess you could call them, and I can buy these packs. Now, that is free. That's kind of the in-game experience. I can get that completely for free. But if I want to get some of the other stuff in the game, I do have to pay with gems. Now, gems are not earned in the game. They are something that you do have to purchase. So let's just do a little bit of math here. 20,000 gems cost me about $100. Now, I already did some dividing. I did some math, and that is about 0.5 cents for each of these gems. So just to give an example, and I want to really show you how, how this cost all works out. If I want to get an additional pack in Magic the Gathering, I get three packs for 600 gems, which means it's about 200 gems each, or it's going to cost me about $1 per pack. Now, with this pack, I will get seven separate cards, and I also get kind of a, a mystery card that I can exchange for any uncommon card, any common card. It's kind of a like a wild card, I guess you could say. With Splinterlands, now Splinterlands originally, when they released their Untamed packs, they were coming out at about $2 each. However, they're currently sold out, they're not selling anymore, so we have to wait for the next season. However, one thing that I will say with Splinterlands, you only get five cards. So you pay more money, you get less cards. In terms of leveling up, again, the edge here really goes to Magic the Gathering. And I know this is supposed to be a comparison video, and at this point it sounds like I'm just a huge fan of Magic, but I promise Splinterland has some cool advantages that we will get to. But up next is gameplay. So if you're playing the gameplay, you want to know which of these is going to be more enjoyable, which of these am I going to have a better time with. So Splinterland's is a very set it and forget it type game. So you're given an initial mana cap, you basically choose your summoner, you choose your monsters that go and fight for you, and then once you submit your lineup, it's hands off. You could sit there, you could be driving, you could be at work, the team is going to fight itself. So it's I like to consider Splinterlands a break game, right? If I've got a quick five minute break, I can't play Magic, but I can log into Splinterlands, I can submit a team, I can do a few battles, and that's that's a cool pastime. However, if you're looking for something that's interactive, Splinterlands is not very interactive at all. You simply submit your team, the blockchain does the rest. You, you can watch the match just to kind of see the events play out, but watching the match doesn't have any impact on how it actually turns out. So once you submit your team, that's really all that matters. By contrast, Magic is much, much more interactive. You get your initial hand, you play spells, you play lands, you generate mana, you can counter your opponents, right? You have all of these different things going on. The gameplay is incredibly in-depth. It requires strategy. It requires thinking ahead of things. And that's something that's just not present in Splinterlands. Even Splinterlands, they're trying to do some stuff. They're going to add in some spells that you can use. So once you see what your opponent's team is, you can add spells to counter them. But again, even once you add your spells, it's still going to be the results are submitted, the gameplay takes place by itself. So again, no really preference here. It's just what you're looking for. If you're looking for a simple, easy to play game, Splinterlands is the way to go. Splinterlands probably can take 
about a day to learn how to play, about a day to learn how everything works out. Uh, Magic, on the other hand, there's so many rules, there's so many regulations that I've been playing for quite a while, and there's still a lot of things that I do not know. So again, depends what you're looking for. Quick, easy, Splinterlands is the way to go. Detailed, in-depth, takes years to master. Magic is going to be what you are looking for. Now, here's where we finally start to point, because up to this point, I've really been talking just magic, 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 right? One thing that Splinterlands really stands out is because it is a blockchain-based game, it has the ability to monetize your gameplay. And what do I mean by that? With Splinterlands, when we earn cryptocurrency, when we complete these matches, we don't just get experience points. So if we're playing Magic the Gathering, yes, I can get these gold, right? I can get these different experience points. I can get packs. But the thing is, that's just it. That's all it is. It's a centralized server. My assets are on their server. I can't transfer them. I can't sell them. I can't do anything like that. With Splinterlands, and this is where Splinterlands really stands out, the things that I earn in Splinterlands can actually be transferred. So if I earn dark energy crystals for completing a match on Splinterlands, I can actually take those to a cryptocurrency exchange and exchange them for cryptocurrency. I can then cash that cryptocurrency out to US dollars, for example. Likewise, as you can see here, when I get these cards in the game, I can actually sell those cards, right? So Splinterlands, I actually own the assets. And this is one of the key, there's really no comparison in this respect. Splinterlands, the assets, the monetization model is so much better. It's not just an entertaining, fun game. It's actually something that you can make money with. It might not get you rich, but it's nice to know that playing is earning you something valuable. So again, it depends on the rarity of your cards. It depends on a variety of things. But remember, I'm telling you, you get these daily quests. You get rewards simply for beating other players. They don't lose money. You don't lose money. No one loses money. The blockchain just generates this rewards and distributes them. And then the cards have actual tangible value. This is something that is simply not possible with Magic the Gathering. So with Magic the Gathering, yeah, okay, I can get these cool cards. They're awesome. But other than using them to play the game for entertainment purposes, I can't really do anything with them at all. There's really no way for me to sell a Magic the Gathering online card. Yes, the physical cards... I can sell, I can trade, but remember, we're not talking about physical. We're talking about the online assets. With that, there really is no way to do anything. Yes, you can sell your entire Magic account. So I can sell my entire account, but I don't really have the ability to sell individual cards. Another thing that Splinterlands really stands out, because it is a blockchain-based game, you have the ability to really level up your cards. So with Magic the Gathering, let's say I get five low-level cards that really aren't that good. I'm stuck with five low-level low cards that really aren't that good. With Splinterlands, the cool thing that I can do is if I have multiple copies of a card, I can actually burn those cards together to level them up into a higher level rarity. So you can see here I've got three of these Minotaur cards. I can just select all of them, I can combine them together, and once I combine enough cards, I get a higher level card. So with Magic, and again, especially if we're talking about the physical Magic the Gathering, you're buying these booster packs, you're trying to get this super rare card that you've been looking for, you're going to get a lot of, I'm sorry, you're going to get a lot of junk cards that you don't want, that you don't need, and that you're really not even going to be worth your while to trade them to someone else. They're just not going to do anything. So. Because it's a blockchain-based game, because you can combine these cards, it really means that every card is truly valuable. Yes, the card itself might not be the one you're looking for, but you're going to combine them, you're going to level them up, and as you level them up, they are going to become valuable. So that being said, 100% as far as monetization, as far as making every card valuable, 
without a doubt, Splinterlands gets the edge there. Last thing to talk about is kind of the artwork. And I know this kind of sounds cheesy, but it's an important part. You're playing these training card games, you're looking at the cards, and it's important to have an aesthetic experience as well. So with Splinterlands, I will say that the the cards look very cartoonish. Now, this isn't necessarily bad because it's accessible, it's fun, it's something that definitely does not seem intimidating, right? I'm looking at these cards, they're cool, they look, you know, very cartoonish, kind of Pokemon style, stuff like that. They're not intimidating at all. With the Magic the Gathering, the cards are very detailed, very intricate, and some of them, you know, especially if you're maybe playing with a younger crowd, whatever, they might be a little bit scary, right? And I know that sounds silly to say, but the Splinterlands cards, they do look um, more inviting, more friendly. A little bit cartoonish, definitely more simplistic. Just looking at it, you can tell that there is so much more effort that goes into the magic cards. Again, totally your preference here, whichever style you like. It's just something to consider. So to wrap everything up, I wanted to go over the advantages, disadvantages of Magic the Gathering versus Splinterlands. And I think it really comes down to what you're looking for, because like I said, I play both of these games. I think both of these games are fantastic, but they have two incredibly different purposes. So just to recap, first off, you want to play physical in person. You want to get together with your friends. Magic, 100% the way to go. You're looking for an in-depth strategy-based game where you can really master your craft, build a deck, different things. Again, kind of for that more intellectual, challenging experience, again, magic is going to be the way to go. You're looking for something that gives you better monetization, the ability to earn from your time playing, the ability where you actually own your assets. Splinterlands is the way to go. You're looking for something that's quick, that's fun, that's easy to learn, and there's an online community. Again, both of these, but uh, I would I would lean towards Splinterlands because they literally will pay you to blog about playing the game, right? They'll give you an upvote on Hive where you can earn money. So any kind of monetization, you want to make money, again, Splinterlands is going to be the way to go on that. So like I said, I play both. They're both great games. As far as an actual gameplay experience, in-game experience, me personally, I prefer Magic. It's more interesting. It takes a lot more thought. It's a lot more fun. I, I've, the cards, the artwork in Magic, way, in my opinion, way more appealing than Splinterlands. That being said, I love Splinterlands too. It's it, it's just it's good. It's for different reasons than the gameplay. So it's for that monetization. It's for that community. It's for the fact of you truly being able to own your assets. So again, they're both. I really couldn't choose between them. It's just depending on what you're looking for. So I hope this video was useful. I hope it was helpful. And let me know down below what do you like? Do you prefer Splinterlands? Do you prefer Magic? Do you prefer a different game? Um, one that might be worth considering is Gods on Unchained. Uh, I believe that's on Ethereum. It's more interactive. It's kind of more where the match actually depends upon your actions. So I've not gotten into it simply because Ethereum, gas fees, everything like that. But it might be something for me to consider at some point. So as always, thanks for watching the video and I'll see you next time.